ഫൗസീമ ഫിന്നൂറിയോന أوسلايز of الله سبحانه وتعالى إلزموا سنة نبيكم صلى الله عليه وسلم أوسلايز of الله سبحانه وتعالى Hold on firm to the prophetic teachings of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم And be steadfast unto the guidance of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم And protect this way of muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ya ra'akumullah and o slaves of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ihdharu min al-bid'ati wal-muhdathat and o slaves of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala beware and take precautions against those innovative matters <coughs> in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for indeed innovations they are extremely evil and indeed innovations they cause the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a great deal of difficulties indeed innovations and bid'ah it brings about a split in the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وروي الإمام مسلم في كتابه الصحيح عن جابر بن عبد الله رضي الله عنهما قال كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا خطم إذا خطب احمرت عيناه وعلى صوته واشتد غضبه حتى كأنه منذر جيش يقول صبحكم In the Sahih of Imam Muslim, may Allah be pleased with him, he narrates that Jabir radiallahu anhuma, he brings a hadith and he says that when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
when he delivered a sermon, when he delivered a talk, his eyes would become red, his voice would rise and he would speak in a high tone. And his anger increased so that he was like the one giving a warning against the enemy. <coughs> and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam would say, Amma ba'd, as for what is to follow, فَإِنَّ خَيْرَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرُ الْحَدِيثِ مُحَمَّدْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ That the best speech is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the Qur'an. There is no better speech, my beloved brothers in Islam, than the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Qur'an. Whether you are reading it, whether you are listening to it, whether you are studying it, this is the best book. There is no other book that is better than the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he said, وَخَيْرُ الْهَدِي هَدْيُ مُحَمَّدْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ And the best guidance, the best of guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. There is no human being. There is no human being. Whether it is your father, whether it is your mother, whether it is your ustad, whether it is your shaykh, that is better than Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He is khayrul bariya. He is khayrul bashar. He is the best of creation. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And then he carried on. Sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And he said, وَشَرُّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْتَثَاتُهَا وَكُلُّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ And he said, the most evil of affairs. The most evil of affairs. My beloved brothers. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said that they are those of innovations. For indeed, every innovation is an error. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this hadith teaches us a few important lessons, but one of the main lessons that this hadith teaches us or that we understand from the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that on most of the occasions when he would introduce his talk, when he would start his talk, he would start his talk like this. And what is he saying? He's saying three important things. That the book of Allah, the Quran, this is the most important book. Not your science book, not your biology book, not the book that has to do with your government or your constitution. But it is the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the uncreated speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, and the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's no better guidance than the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and this is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam this is why he said taraktu he said I leave you on a clear path layluha kanahariha that the night is as clear as its day there is no better path than the path of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam this path is as clear as the sun this path is as clear as the moon. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he left no stone unturned. And this is why the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he said that I did not lead you to anything, or I did not show you and guide you to anything, that it will lead you to Jannah. And I did not prohibit you from staying away from anything, but that it will lead you to Jahannam. 
So, slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how does someone come after the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how does he introduce matters into this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with regards to ibadah? وَرُوِيَ إِبْنِ مَاجَ وَغَيْرُهُ عَنِ الْعِرْبَاضِ بْنِ سَارِيَةِ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالَ قَامَ فِينَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَوَعَذَنَا مَوْعِظَةً بَلِيغَةً وَجِلَتْ مِنْهَا الْقُلُوبُ وَذُرِفَتْ مِنْهَا الْعُيُونُ فَقُلْنَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ كَأَنَّهَا مَوْعِظَةٌ بَوَدَّفَعُوصَنَا Irbad ibn Sariyah, he said that one day the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he stood up and he gave us such a moving talk, he gave us such an inspiring talk that our hearts melted and it caused our eyes to overflow with tears. It was said to the messenger of Allah, O messenger of Allah, you have delivered a speech of farewell, so enjoin something upon us. This is what the Sahaba realized. This is what they saw. He came out and he spoke such powerful words. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam qal, he said, Alaykum bi taqwa Allah wa sam'i wa ta'ah wa in ta'amara alaykum abdun fa innahu may ya'ish minkum fa sayara ikhtilafan kathira fa alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati khulafai rashidin al-mahdiyin tamassaku biha wa عضوا عليها بالنواجذ وإياكم ومحتثات الأمور فإن كل بدعة ضلالة. The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said, he said that I urge you to fear Allah and to listen and to obey, to listen and to obey your rulers, even if your leader be an Abyssinian slave. And then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, And after I am gone, That you are going to see a lot. You are going to see a lot of ikhtilaf. And the question is, don't we see a lot of ikhtilaf today? Don't we see a lot of difference of opinion today? Don't we see a lot of people that when they speak, they don't speak of qala Allah and qala Rasulullah, but they speak that my sheikh said this and my sheikh said this. And even if they do quote qala Allah and qala Rasulullah, to not even a minute later, not even two minutes later, then they speak about their sheikh and they speak about their leader and they speak about their hazrat and they speak about their peer. Where does this come from? So know, my beloved brothers in Islam, that this ummah is going to be split. Know, my brothers in Islam, that this ummah is going to have people and leaders that are on dalala. Know that they are going to call people to other to worship other than Allah. Know that they are going to call people to innovative matters, as we will see as this khutbah goes on. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Whenever he came and whenever he spoke and whenever he gave a problem, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gave the solution. And he said that I urge you to adhere to my sunnah. He never said adhere to the sunnah of my sheikh. He never said adhere to the sunnah 
of your political leader, of your president of your country. He said, adhere to my sunnah. Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati khulafai rashidin al-mahdiyin. And keep firm to the sunnah of the companions, the rightly guided khalifas of this ummah. The likes of Abu Bakr, of Umar, Uthman and Ali. May Allah be pleased with all of them. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he carries on and he says that cling and hold fast unto it. Like how you hold or when you chew, you bite with your molar teeth. And then he said, and beware of newly invented matters for every innovation is going astray. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Indeed, innovations is something extremely evil. And indeed, innovations is something that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he warned his ummah about, not just in one hadith, not just in two hadith, but in a few hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَقَدْ جَاءَ فِي صَحِيحَ النَّبِيِّنَا صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ and it comes to us in the Sahih Muslim that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu fahuwa rad wa fi riwaya man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fahuwa rad ay yani armardudun ala sahibihi ghayru maqboolin minhu The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said that whomsoever innovates in this matter of ours, that which does not belong to it, it will be rejected. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he carried on and he said in another narration, that whomsoever performs a deed that is not in accordance with our matter, it will have it rejected. So these ahadith, as many of the ulama, that when you study the ahadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and you look at the hadith, that comes in the very famous book of Imam An-Nawawi, his famous Arba'in, and his famous Riyadh Salihin. Then he starts off his book with Innamal Amalu Biniyat. And if you go to the classical ulama, then you look at the likes of Imam Al-Bukhari and others, then they start off the hadith text with Innamal Amalu Biniyat. And under this shuruh, under this explanation of slaves of Allah, they will say that there are two ahadith that are the most pinnacle ahadith in the life of a Muslim. Number one, it is the hadith on intentions. And number two, it is the hadith on innovations. Because if your intentions are not correct, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept your ibadah. And if you innovate with regards to ibadah, with regards to worship, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept your ibadah. So the base... On this, these two ahadith are this most important ahadith amongst others in the life of every believing male and female. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Tabaraka alladhi biyadihi al-mulku wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir, alladhi khalaqa al-mawta wal-hayata liyabluwakum ayyukum ahsanu amala. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He wants to see who has ahsanu amala? Who has the best of deeds? So here's a few points. Number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not want to see akhtharu amala. He does not want to see a lot of ibadah. 
but rather he wants to see the best of ibadah. And what is this? Many of the ulama, they explain that ahsanu amala means number one, al-ikhlas. Sincerity for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it means mutaba'ata li rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you have ikhlas, if you have sincerity, but you do not follow the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this does not get accepted. And if you follow the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, but you do not have ikhlas, then it still does not get accepted. So we see why the ulama now says that these two ahadith also, they are the pinnacle of your deen as a Muslim. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Hassan ibn Atiyah, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, a people will never introduce an innovation into their religion except that Allah takes away its like from their sunnah and then does not restore it to them until the day of resurrection. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, look around us and see how much of the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has disappeared. I narrate to you an incident that we witnessed a few years ago. It was salatul, it was salah of the eclipse. And there was a shaykh that visited our shores, hafidhallahu ta'ala. And the shaykh poses a question, what masjid can we go to to perform the salah? What masjid can we go to to perform the salah of eclipse? And we sat there embarrassed because we didn't know of a masjid that was performing the salah. And this is a sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which no Muslim can deny that it is part of the deen. But when it comes to innovated matters like milad, when it comes to maulud, then the masajid are full. Then the masajid are overflowing. But when it comes to salatul fajr the next day, then the masajid are empty. So now we look at the words, and I repeat the words of Hassan ibn Atiyah, where he said that a people will never introduce an innovation into the religion except that Allah takes away from it a sunnah. And we can see that. Look at our society today. People are not following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And the main reason for this is because they are innovated matters in this deen of ours. Our slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Amongst the issues and the problems that we have with innovation and bid'ah is that it implies that this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is naqis that this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is void of certain things that this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not kamil it is not complete and take yourself back 14, over 1400 years ago on Hajjatul Wada when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when he stood on the plains of Arafah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals to him Al-yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al-islam deena and on this day I perfected for you your religion 
and I've completed my favor upon you and I've chosen Islam as your deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there was no verses after this with regards to ibadah. This was not the last verse. But there was no verses after this with regards to worship. For example, make salah, pay zakah, go on hajj, do this. There was nothing. Because the deen was completed on the hajjatul wada. And now I take you to one of the greatest imams of this ummah. Al-Imam Daru Hijra, Imam Malik ibn Anas, rahimallahu ta'ala. And qal, man qala fi din bid'a hasana, faqad za'ama anna muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam khana risala. Imam Malik rahimallahu ta'ala, who used to teach in Masjid al-Nabawi, and his classes would be in the front of the qabr of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he would say to his students that every single person's their speech is either accepted or rejected. Illa the sahibul qabr. Except this inhabitant of this qabr and he would point to the grave of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So he says... That he who innovates an innovation in Islam, he introduces Mawlud, he introduces Khatat, he introduces Gerwi Sharif, he introduces going to the Karamats, he introduces making dua to the Karamats, whatever innovations he introduces. And he says to the people, and he says that this is bid'ah to Hasana, that this is a big good bid'ah, this is a good bid'ah. Faqad Khana. Then فَقَدْ زَعَمَ أَنَّ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam khana risala It is as if he is saying that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not deliver the message that Allah ordered him to deliver. That there was some naqs that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam So the mawlud that you are celebrating what are you actually saying? That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa never told us this. The khadat that you are doing. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa never told us this. The garwi sharif that you are making. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa never told us this. And every other bid'ah, every other innovation in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that was not legislated by Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa even if it is good, it will be rejected. And then the Imam, he recites the verse, Al-Yawma akmaltu lakum deenakum wa atmamtu alaykum ni'mati wa raditu lakum al-Islam adina. And this is found in Al-I'tisam. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, amongst the dangers of bid'ah and innovations is that they lead people to confusion in the matter of the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They lead people to confusion. Because what happens? When people are confused, they don't know where to go. If someone is driving a car and he's new in the city, and this was before GPS, etc., then maybe they told him at the door before he came in that you know you need to take this once you reach the second traffic light, turn left, and then after the third stop, they turn right, etc. He comes, he forgets, he's confused, he doesn't know where to go. So this is what Bid'ah does. 
it confuses the matters and look what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what he says in the Quran قُلْ هَلْ أُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِالْأَحْسَانِينَ بِأَحْسَانِينَ أَعْمَالَ أَلَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعْيُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُحْسِنُونَ سُنْعَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says say O Muhammad shall we inform you of who will lose the most deeds who is going to lose the most deeds they are those whose efforts are in vain in this worldly life while they think they are doing good imagine for 40 years for 50 years you went to a maulud that is happening every Friday night right it has become that maulud has become on steroids in Cape Town first maulud was once a year now Maulud is becoming a habit. Every single Friday night throughout the year there is a Maulud. Every single Wednesday night they have the singing and the reading of the Shirkiyat of Qasida Burda. And then when we grew up, Maulud was only on the 12th of Rabiul Awal. But now you find that there is a Maulud every single night in the month of Rabiul Awal. A month that some of the scholars even differ on when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was born. But they claim that it is Ijma. They claim that he was born on this day and that the Ummah is doing what we are doing. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, <coughs> from the evils of innovation is that people think they are doing well, as I mentioned. And because they think they are doing good, they never turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tawbah. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ سُفْيَانَ الثَّوْرِي رَحِمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى الْبِدْعَةُ أَحَبُّ إِلَىٰ إِبْلِيسِ مِنَ الْمَعْصِيَةِ Sufyan al-Thawri said that innovations is more beloved Listen carefully That innovations is more beloved to Iblis than people who commit sin لِأَنَّ الْمَعْصِيَةَ يُتَاب مِنْهَا وَالْبِدْعَةَ لَا يُتَاب مِنْهَا because if someone is committing sin, if someone is committing zina, if someone is lying, if someone is stealing, if someone is robbing, if someone is speaking ill, if someone is making riba, if someone is involved in riba, that inshallah bi idnillah, he knows that he is doing wrong. He knows that this is wrong. And one day sayatu Allah, one day he will turn back to Allah. But sahibul bid'ah, but the person of bid'ah, he thinks he's doing good. He thinks he's doing well because it is people that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said that this ummah will have scholars and they are astray and they will leave people astray. That they wear the best of garbs, they wear the best of turbans, they have the longest of beards, they wear the biggest of rings, but they are misleading the people. They are misleading and they're telling the people that this is good and that person will might not ever repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he will die upon these innovations. Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I narrate to you a story of Sa'id ibn Musayyab, one of the greatest great imams of this ummah. He is sitting in Masjid al Nabawi and he sees a man, Afwan, <coughs> and he sees a man come to Salatul Fajr. The Adhan goes off and he makes two rakats. He gets up, he makes another two rakats. And this goes on for a while. Sayyid ibn Musayyab, he approaches him and he asks him, O slave of Allah, Ya Abdullah, what is this that you are doing? 
This is not part of the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That is only two raka'ahs. There is only two raka'ahs of sunnah for Salatul Fajr. He turns around and he looks at Sa'id ibn Musayyab. And he asks Sa'id ibn Musayyab, O slave of Allah, he says to him, Is making salah going to lead me to Jahannam? Is making salah going to take me to Jahannam? Now listen to the response. He says that making salah is not going to lead you to Jahannam, but leaving the sunnah and not following the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam will lead you to Jahannam. So this debunks the concept of people that when they ask you and when they speak to you, O slaves of Allah, and they say, yeah, but what is wrong? with making adhkar in a group. What is wrong, Asmanit Bacha? What is wrong with Mawlud? Ay Pratmanit, ay Khidi Seerah. He's just giving the Seerah. The point is that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam never did it. And he said that whosoever innovates something into this matter of ours, which is not from it, it will be rejected. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam all of the dangers of bid'ah is the following that because of bid'ah and because of these heresies we find that it leads to hatred and contempt amongst people it splits the ummah and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says وَاَعْتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَعَتَصِمُوا and all fall onto the rope of Allah and do not be divided amongst yourselves had we followed the sunnah of Rasulullah according to the understanding of the salaf salih then there wouldn't have been a split yes it was a prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and we know that the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَمَا يَنْتِكُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُوحَى that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he did not speak out of his own accord but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired him to speak and he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam spoke so we understand and we accept that it is a prophecy but remember that it is not the people that is following the Qur'an and the Sunnah ala fahmi salaf. Because this is what we hear time and again. It is you people that studied in Medina. It is you students that came back from Medina that had this type of indoctrination that those people, it is almost like they put a gun to the student's head when they came into the university or into the Masjid al-Nabawi and they told them, you must follow this way. This is not the case. Because how many students came with us? How many students came to Medina as Ash'aris, as Tablighis, as Sufis? And how many of them left the Islamic University? Some of them even graduating on the same way that they came. Being Ash'ari, being Sufi, being Tablighi. So it is not us that is split in the Ummah. Because we are following the Qur'an and the Sunnah ala fahmi salaf. But it is people that is introducing into the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is splitting this ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And even if it is that they claim that we are splitting the ummah, then we will accept this as well. Because Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when he came with the truth and he came to preach Islam, what happened in Makkah? People split. Families split. When this Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
When Allah told him to propagate this deen, what happened? He called everyone together and he stood on the mountain. Deal. And he said that if I were to tell you that the enemies are behind this mountain, what would have happened? They would have all said that we follow you because anta sadiqul That you are the most truthful. So then he says that I invite you to worship one Allah and one Allah alone. So what did they tell him? What did they tell him? They told him that you are a liar, you are kadhab, you are majnoon, you are mad. You are a sahir, you are a magician. And what happens after that? People start to split. So he's speaking the haq means that we are called splitters and we are going to split the ummah. Then so be it. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we ask him to forgive our shortcomings. Aqulu hadha qawl wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisairi muslimin min kulli lam fastawfiru innahu huwa al-ghafoorul rahim. Alhamdulillahi kathira wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika la wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh sallallahu wa sallam alayhi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd ayyuhal mu'minun ittakullaha ta'ala wa raqibuhu jalla fi ula muraqabatan man ya'lamu anna rabbahu yasma'uhu wa yarah O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It is inevitable that each and every person that follows the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ala fahmi salaf, that he feels a pain in his heart, that he will shed tears when he sees what is happening to the ummah. If we take a look around us and we see the evils of innovation, then it should cause hurt to one's heart. It should make that one cries. And it should make that one turns to Allah who subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is not that we want to spend every single week, week in and week out, Jummah in and Jummah out, speaking about this. But it leaves us no choice that we need to educate the masses. We need to speak and spread the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we need to warn the people and the masses from these innovated practices. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is by time that we educate ourselves and our children. That we attend the classes and that we study the books the Quran first of all and the hadith of Rasulullah and the spooks of the ulama.